Hello guys, this is KD, and this is KD Read With Me. Um, we are now on the chapter, Some People Count More Than Others. And we are exactly nine pages before the end of this book. Like literally, before the last flap of the book. So, let's get to reading. Last off, we left off on um, Chrissy. You know, stating the obvious, call the police because there is literally a maniac crazy enough to try to kill you and your parents and you need backup. <laughs> okay, a man came out of his office, introduced himself as a detective and sat down in uncomfortable chairs. Every time I hear about a male detective... Usually, I think about Christopher Maloney or um, uh, Danny Pino. Oh, my God. I don't even know how to say his name or whatever. Christopher Maloney is Detective um, Stabler from SVU. And you know who else is from SVU? Danny. Oh, my God. He is so handsome. Oh, my goodness. I just found out he's a... Uh, the Cuban culture. Maybe that's why I like him. Mm, I don't know. Anyway, let's continue. He looked tired and didn't waste time. Something about a death threat. Dad uh, gave him the synopsis rather than the novel. Um, are you sure you are you sure we don't have a girl with a case of buyer's remorse and wanting to get some revenge? I flushed that. I flush but remain silent. Okay. Um, buyer's remorse. What? I... Uh, I don't even know. Okay. I really don't know what to say. I don't even know how to... I guess I don't need to. I saw Dad grappling with his anger. I think if you check to see if Mark Devane um, got a traffic ticket in dot, dot, dot. He said a few months ago, I said, Mark Devane, you say. We have had some dealings with Mark. The detective seemed much more interested now. He turned to me. You saw guns in his house? You can testify to that, I nodded. He leaned back in his chair. Your boyfriend is not as clear of the law as he told you. He did a little B&E, which is breaking and entering, here in Texas. He's on parole. If he's got guns, that breaks the terms. He can serve out his 18 months in Huntsville. 18 months? My mother leaned into the detective. Don't you get it? He'll know my daughter turned him in. He'll make it his mission to find her and kill all of us. 18 months means he, he'll be out in six. Just enough time to get his plans made and his fury stoked. Now you're going to... Uh, wait, no. Now you're going all conspiracy theory here. He's a bad guy, sure. But I don't think he would wait and plan and stalk. Actually, that's exactly what he had been doing. Um... To get into the judge's house and to get into Ames's life and her pants. He did with that judge, I said. Silence. See? See? Ugh. The detective leaned forward this time. Say again? The house he creeped. It was the judge who gave him a traffic ticket. 
It made him mad. You should never make him mad. It's scary, Chrissy said. He found out where the judge lived, and that's who he stood over with the shotgun. I can prove it. I reached into the pocket of my hoodie and pulled out the keychain. Mark gave it to me after he stole it from the judge's house. So she's just pulling out all the stops. All of this evidence? My goodness. The detective took the chain with the tip of his pen and slid it into an evidence bag. He put up his hands like he was halting traffic and picked up the phone. Pete, sorry to call you so late. Yep, it's important. Your own keychain. You own a keychain? Go five octagon shape. Stop sign on the front and... Yep, that's what it says. I know because I'm holding it. He looked at me. Mark say where he got it? I nodded. He said it was still in the box at the back of the drawer in the library. You hear all that, Pete? Pause. Yep, not only does that mean you were robbed, if everything I'm hearing is true, but somebody was in your bedroom standing over you with a shotgun that night. Well, I don't know about attempted murder, maybe so, but the lawyers can sh can sure make something out of it. He hung up the phone. We got ourselves one peed-off judge. The detective spread his hands, fingers out. Wait, no. The detective spread his hands, fingers out on the desk. This is what I think. I can't do much for you except bust Devane for parole violation. Now this robbing a judge and maybe threatening his life, he looked at dad and shrugged. That part will be tough to prove. Defense will say your daughter took the keychain and the threat is he said, she said. He cricked his neck. But messing with the judge puts old, puts good old Mark right in the target sights of the Texas Rangers. Let me see what I can do going that route. Put this bad boy away for a long time. I don't care about, I don't care how you do it as long as he doesn't come into my house with a gun, Dad said. The detective looked out his window. Sun's coming up. You folks think you'll be okay during the day? I nodded. I nodded. Mark was with his friends. Oh, wait, no. I nodded. Mark was friends with the dark. Okay, that was cheesy, but, you know, it is what it is. And that is the end of that chapter. Hmm. How you feeling? Nervous? I'm nervous. Not really. I know what's going to happen. I remember now. Well, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm. I'm going to go and I will see you guys right after this break. Next chapter, The Dark Song. The house was dark and quiet. When I opened my bedroom door and listened, the breathing from my parents' room was steady and deep. The lump that was supposed to be Chrissy remained unmoving, face turned toward the wall, one arm circling her favorite bear. It was time. The dark song welled up in me. I heard it was just as Mark described, predator's heart singing to the heart of the prey.
saliva flooded my mouth, usually a precursor to the gag reflex. Ooh. Why did I say it like that? Gag reflex. <clears throat> anyway, let's continue. I swallowed hard and breathed deep, mouth open, breathed out through my nose, swallowed again. I punched the cell phone. Ains, he asked without preamble. You ready for this? I tiptoed away from my room into the living room and through the kitchen. Are you sure they're asleep? Mark asked. His voice was urgent, but pumping with adrenaline. Do you have to do this, Mark? Finish it? Can't you take Chrissy and me away? Make our own family? Honestly, I don't think so. Because Chrissy's old enough to, you know, still ask questions. So, can you just imagine if she were to ask questions and then you find out that he's uh, being mean to her or abusive or hitting her to stop her. Excuse me. To stop her from asking questions or, or anything like that. Chances are, could be very detrimental to your sister. But anyway, let's keep going, people. His voice was as careless, wait, no, his voice was careless, but his words were punch. No, 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 let me read that over. His voice was a caress, but his words were a punch. Ains, if we leave them alive, we'll never get away. There won't be time. They'll have border patrol to stop us hours before we get there. It's the only way. It will be just us when it's done. No one will ever hurt you again. You didn't mention Chrissy. This was hard. Too hard. I was trapped now. Okay. So. He is just showing you who he is. And he's not hiding it. So. Yeah. Stomp on the phone. Throw it away. Wait, no, no. Stomp on the phone. Throw it around the place. But make sure the battery's in a different yard than the other pieces. Then go get in your bed. I'll do all the rest. The kitchen door is open, I said. Let's get it done. Woo-sa. Ains. Mark whispered, I love you. I punched the phone off, opened the back, and removed one piece, pushing it deep into the pocket of my jeans. Then drop the phone on the grungy aluminum floor. Two hardwood wax with my heel. Set pieces of skittering, pieces of it skittering across the room. I separated the battery, stomped on it a few more times for good measure. I hurried to the backyard, sidearmed the pieces into heaps of the trash and junk piles in the surrounding yard. I stood for just a second on the porch, hand on the knob of the kitchen door. Could I do this? My heart pounded and my mouth was dry. I couldn't swallow. Had I stepped so far over the line that I was capable of a betrayal this big, this horrible? I opened the door. Upstairs, I checked on Chrissy's lump. <laughs> on Chrissy's lump, sorry. <laughs> 
upstairs, I checked on the Chrissy lump. <laughs> the one that represented me. Then slid into my parents' room. I backed into a corner, deep in the, into the shadows, and waited. If this was going to happen, I needed to watch. I needed to see it all. I didn't wait long. I heard the door squeak on the hinge. I don't know if I heard Mark's breath or mine. I know I heard my heart pounding, pounding in my head. His sneakers made a muffled sound, like a mouse being strangled as he swept through the living room. Oh, then slowed as he entered my parents' room. I stilled my breath. Would he hear my heart? Mark crept up to the side of the bed, my father's side. The sawed-off shotgun hung over, well, no, it hung down his left leg. From the trickle of moonlight, I saw Mark close his eyes, inhale, deep and long. He jacked the shotgun one-handed, his muscles tensing, then relaxing. Oh, no, tensing, then releasing. My bad. He called the sound of his shotgun serenade. He raised the gun and... The muzzle of a handgun pressed against the bake of Mark's neck. Drop it now. Two sleeping figures that were not my parents sat up, handguns pointed at Mark's head and torso. The male officer said, put it down easy, boy. Do it. The female officer was amped, and her voice trembled a little. Hold on to it a second longer, and you give me an excuse. Understand? I glided out the out of the shadows. Just another officer. Let me say that over. I glided out of the shadows just as another officer flipped on the overhead light. Mark placed a shotgun on the nightstand. I watched his hands cuffed behind him. He stared at me. I never looked away. Not even as I handed the phone's computer chip to another officer. Tears rolled down my cheeks. I was more sure than hey, hold on. I was more than sure Mark understood those cheers those tears, not cheers. My bad. You his voice was flat and motionless. Who are you? He asked the question No, he asked the right question. I didn't have an answer. Who was I? Who had I been? Who would I be? I don't know. I don't know this. <sighs> I'm not innocent. Okay. She said, oh, I do know this. I'm not innocent. Okay. So, uh, that is the end of Dark Song with Gail Giles. Man. <laughs> At least it didn't take as long as Book of a Thousand Days. I was literally... I was just about to read one, like, little day per, in the, because it didn't have chapters, you know what I mean. <sighs> one day a day of reading for the book of a thousand days. It took forever. Anyway, I'm glad that this book didn't take forever. I actually really loved, you know, explaining things in this book. I loved you know, delving deep into it. It was nice. <sighs> if you guys are wondering why my voice is so strained, it's because, 
you know, I'm fighting that pollen season, you know, allergy season is kicking up hard here in the Midwest. Anyway, um, also I was laying on my stomach in the, uh, first part of this episode and during this part of the episode, I'm actually laying on my side so that I can breathe <laughs> because like if I sit up, then my nose is going to get all, you know, stopped up and everything. And then I'm going to sound like this and, and I'm going to be like, <sighs> like that. So I didn't want to do that to you guys, but I really wanted to go ahead and finish this off because I've been putting it off for quite some time because of, you know, my allergies and the season is really annoying me right now because there are so many books that I really want to, you know, delve into, but I can't really do that because if, oh my gosh, I just want my sinuses to clear up, guys. But anyway, what did you think about, you know, dark songs?